here, PFC, the Podcast FC show, bringing you Premier League fantasy soccer talk for match day 99 for the Premier League. Um, man, let's get into it. We, we're going to review last week real quick, uh, touch up on a few statistics, who got the highest points, who's in the top five, where do the PFC hosts rank right now. But man, let's open it up. Cayman Swingin joined our league late, I think officially joined match day nine. Came in with 92 points right away off the top. We're talking about Sony. Uh, you guys have heard him a couple of times on the podcast. Um, he's he's my cousin from South Africa. Came in to visit a few times. Finally decided to get up off his butt and join our league. And, man, he comes in swinging. I mean, if he didn't wait so long, he wouldn't be second to last in the league. I know. He's dragging down there. But, man, hey, if you're going to start, man, there's nothing wrong with starting with the nine starting at uh, – at the front of your score, dude, it's absolutely impressive. He triple captained Harry Kane. I'm sure you guys could have guessed that. Harry Kane absolutely having a ball a week, match day nine. That was quite bold, too, to triple captain first week. Yeah, I guess you're that far behind. You just you got to come in. You got to come in hard. All right. Uh, so let's get into top five. Uh, there wasn't really much movement. There was a little bit, but still in front. Well, actually... Hold up, not still in front because he wasn't there last week, but we got Kevlar with the icon. Still hasn't shown us how to do that. <laughs> God, come on, Marty McFly. What the hell? Jeez, he's just keeping it for himself. Damn. Well, he got 53 on the week, so he's 541 total. So he get the top spot for the league. Second place, we got Wayne's Winners by Wayne Powell. He had 42 points on the week, so he's only six points behind at 535. Ali FC, Mohamed Helmi, 73 points on the week, which is pretty good because not too many people got above 70. So he's 529. He's also uh, behind by six just to move up one spot. Then you get the ABCD EFC, Sean Maroney, 46 points, 515. And then La. Oh, geez. Selection. Selection. Yeah. Joshua blew it. I kind of like his actual name first. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua uh, uh, I blew it. I wish that was his name. Um, I really like Blewett. Yeah, that's true, but I hope it's Blewett. But, uh, <laughs> you would, Huss. You would. Past tense. Uh, so it's 70, po- 70 points on the week. He's 5'12 overall. He's sitting in fifth place. So. Uh, ooh, right behind him, he has two people with 5'11", so don't let it slip or you'll be in 7th or 8th place real soon. Definitely. Let's get into the host rankings. Um, chipping away, slowly climbing, although Huss is on the slide, sliding to 17th place, 43 points on the week, 486 overall. Al in 35th place, also sliding, got 48 points on the week, 452 overall. Myself climbing. Like I said, I would. Uh, sitting in 39th with 65 points on the week, 448 overall. Tom chipping away as well. He's in 61st place with 46 points, 418 overall. And we got Fareed with 68 in 68th place, 34 points, 410 overall. Man, it's, it's ugly down there. Oh, my God. I can't believe Fareed let Tom pass him. I know oh. those two. Those two are having a little relegation battle by themselves. 
I mean, there goes all the jokes. Come on, Fareed. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> all right, let's get into buy, keep, risk, sell from last week. How did we do, Hus? Oh, man, we didn't do too great, but we didn't do horrible. Um, so we got the, the buys. We had 15 overall points. The keeps, we had 23 overall points. The sells had 13. And I should have listened to Al. Uh, actually, the next day, actually, because we were working together. You, and I told him about Wayne Rooney. He's like, no, are you kidding me? Wayne Rooney's going to score against Arsenal. He always scores against Arsenal. <laughs> I was like, get out of here. He's, I'm like, jeez. For all people, it's kind of like free letting Tom pass. He's like, come on. It's kind of like Arsenal. Like, How? Just stop him. You got five goals. Why can't you just keep a clean sheet against these type of teams? But Al was right. Al was wrong with Rooney. He got uh, the six points. So that's really what bumped up the 13 points. And then at the risk, Yowzers. Oh, my goodness. We got five points. Oof. But at the same time, uh, I'm not too mad because Josh King, he has an illness. Uh, I did not know that, obviously. Stanislas got the point. So I did. Uh, my, my gut feeling was correct with Bournemouth. Uh, Stanislas had a great week. And then Zaha, I was pretty right about that. But then we had uh, Czech. Again, that risk. He got one point when I thought because he could have got two points, but that whole misstep with him and Monreal at the end of the game where Monreal passed it too late and Czech, well, didn't clear it. It was just horrendous. And it hurt our yeah, staff. Yeah, it was untidy. So... All right, so that's last week. This week, favorable matchups. We got Arsenal versus Swansea, Liverpool versus Huddersfield, West Brom versus City, Chelsea, and Watford versus Stoke. That that last one is almost like a in between because even though the Freed says it's the team to watch, which I'm talking about Watford, and they're starting to prove it, you could still see the cracks, uh, the kinks in the armor. Uh, going against Chelsea, where they're doing so well, then they let up all those goals at the end to end up losing 4-2. Uh, so that's a pain. Uh, un unfavorable matchups. We got United versus Spurs. Oof. I mean, obviously, we don't know we don't know what's going to happen with that one because, you know, Mourinho, uh, even though uh, they got some injuries, he's a defensive master. He just has people packing and hence park the bus. Uh, but Spurs, I I mean, the way that they're playing, you can't doubt them to put a few in the in the net. Yeah, with Harry Kane, you could say they have the, the second or third best attack in the league, man. They're, they're absolutely potent. So who knows if Mourinho's sit back and park it tactics will even work against them. But that's why it's it's unfavorable. That It's too difficult to predict what's going to happen. And then we got Palace versus West Ham, Brighton versus, versus Southampton, Leicester versus Everton. Burnley versus Newcastle. So, going straight into the goalkeepers right here. <laughs> talking about the game that we were just uh, – actually, we are talking about Watford versus Stoke right before United Spurs. Watford versus Stoke. Even though that we always seem to find some sort of joke about this keeper, Gomes. I mean, the guy with the mouth guard. The guy that's been around forever. The guy that always seems to make such a miraculous save and then ends up on on his head and just lets a roller in. Uh, he's 4.5. Uh, 
and he's only owned by 2.3. Let's look him up real quick. I want to get into Watford real quick. Uh, this guy, look, he he's a wild card. Everyone knows that. Like I said, he makes some of the best saves you'll see, but at the same time, he just I don't, I don't know. He's just you don't know with this dude. He's facing Stoke, and they've haven't they haven't been the best. Stoke's only Stoke. They only have ten goals for on the year, and who? It's Stoke away, and Stoke only has four goals away all year. So you know what, Watford, if they keep up their form, this should be at least nothing more than one goal, hoping for a clean sheet. I like that. Keep. We got Petter Check. And I don't care about the mistake that he had with Monreal. This guy, he may not be the uh, the top class goalkeeper he once was, but he still he still has it to to get a clean sheet against Swansea. Because look, look, Swansea at home. Let's look at Swansea away. Swansea away right now has two goals, two goals, four away from home. I mean, Swansea, come on now. You see Arsenal put in five uh, against. Everton, I still think Arsenal's offense is still going to demolish Swansea. Oh, sorry, uh, yeah, Swansea, and it just, it just, I don't, I don't see how Arsenal doesn't get a clean sheet. If they don't, I consider that a disappointment. I agree with that shout too, man. So far, so good. Two for two. <laughs> wow, we're green. Oh, okay. Here we go. Sell. Uh, so we got Foster, West Brom. I'm selling him because. West Brom is going against Man City. I don't care if it's home, uh, but it's Man City. Anytime that any team's facing Man City, they're probably going to be a sell. Uh, they got Huddersfield away after that. Then they have Chelsea at home and Spurs away. I don't see anything really good in the horizons. Maybe Newcastle at home and Palace at home after those four games, but in the next four games, one point. One point against Huddersfield. The other ones are they're going to get annihilated, and which I think they should. Uh, 4.5 price stat, and then he's owned by 13.7% of the teams. Yeah. After, after that, we got De Gea uh, for the wrist pick. And at first, I mean, I was going to pick him for the sell, but it's De Gea, and it's Mourinho. It, look, they're facing Spurs at home and Chelsea away. Those are the next two games. If anyone looks at those games real quick and doesn't see that it's United, you see those two teams, you're thinking, sell, sell, sell. But it's, again, it's Jose with his defensive tactics. It's De David De Gea. And you know what? You might sque squeak out a clean sheet against the Spurs. And even if you do, you're looking at maybe five to ten shots, maybe 12. So you're looking at extra points. This guy could actually score 10, 11, 12 points on the day. I like that shot, man. It's uh, it's a brave. It's actually a brave risk. It's one of those risks where, uh, oof, I don't know. I don't know if I have the stones to take it, but um, yeah, like you said, man. Man United defense behind uh, behind Tottenham has been the best for the past couple of years. So, if you're gonna take a risk on a goalkeeper against um, uh, against Tottenham and Chelsea, De Gea is probably the guy you want to put your money on. Yeah, but I mean, he's still at five point six. Um... And he's owned by 39% of the teams. Uh, I don't see those 39% plus 
playing him, but that's a high percentage of people owning one player. So moving on to defenders. Bye. Let's move on. His name is Yoshida. Southampton, you got Brighton away, Burnley at home. Now, Brighton away, how are they doing? Let's look at them real quick. Uh, I can't even find them. Where are, oh, there they are. Brighton away, they have four goals, four. I mean, that's not too great, but it's just one of those things about Yoshida, Southampton. I think they're starting to turn around. Uh, you got Virgil. The what? Were you looking at the gold difference? Yeah, well, I was looking at what uh, what Brighton had gotcha. for goals four away. But you know what? Since since Virgil van Dijk has come in, I mean, they've done well. I mean, they, they only got the last clean sheet. They let two goals in the last uh, two games before that against Newcastle Stoke. But I just see, you know, baby steps of improvement week in, week out. I see them doing well. Defensively, I'm not really worried about Southampton. It's always offensive that I'm worried about with Southampton. Yeah, so right they now they haven't been able to find goals for a while, man. Yeah, Brighton away. Look, they, they've been sneaking in goals, but I think I think that Southampton has a clean sheet on their hands. Oh, and uh, sorry, he's uh priced at five point one and he's owned by four point seven percent. And I chose Yoshida instead of Virgil just because he's less money. Um Van Dyke is at five point four. And it's too bad for me for the fact that I own Stevens. I've had Stevens since the beginning, and he was doing he was doing okay. But the problem was that I didn't know who was going to sit when Van Dyke came in, and I got the the wrong end of the stick. Yeah, it might be time to dump Stevens for now. He's a hell of a player, but um, with uh, Yoshida being the captain now, and Virgil obviously being the premier center back in that back line, I think. It might be time to give Stevens a little break. What well, I have to. I have to find a way just because he started out as five. And yeah. then in the last four weeks, he's dropped 0.3. I, wow. That's that's huge. That's for a massive house. Wow. Yeah. You got to drop him ASAP, I, bro. I know. I know. And it's just like, I, I just want him to play. <laughs> that happened with me I'm and uh, Willian, man. I don't think I'll pick up Willian unless he gets really, really hot, man. I bought him at seven and I sold him at six point nine. Took me like that point one to know all right, it's time to drop him. But yeah, I mean the point three, dude. Yeah, I mean my defense is struggling right now because that same thing's happening with me with Liverpool, where I thought Alexander Arnold was gonna get the starts, but Gomez is getting the starts. I'm like crap because he's at what four point three now. Yeah. And I think I bought him at 4.5. And yep. Might be time for a so, wild card. Oh my God. And then, oh, geez, I got Hagaz. Uh, I bought him at 4.8. I'm my, my defense is killing me this year. And that's my go to. It's always my go to. Actually, you know what? Speak of the devil, let's, let's go on to keeps. We got Gomez <laughs> I uh, from Liverpool. He's at 4.5, 2.5% um, own him. Now, look, everyone's talking about Liverpool, how they're just like all over the place right now. The thing is that they've let in 16 goals in nine games. But I think a lot of people forget that they've only let in one goal at home and 15 away. That's, that that's, is a, by the way, that's the craziest stat ever, man. Wow. What a difference. 
And you know what? There's a lot of talk. There's a lot of talk of people saying that Klopp has to leave and doing this and that and how people are coming out now. Um, I can't think of everyone's name that, that have been calling him out. But a few people, oh, Joey Barton was saying how he's going to call him on his BS. He's not going to trust Klopp. It's just like, relax, bud. Like, you're living with taking out from be- people from behind. Um, the thing is, Klopp, when he first came in, he said that he wanted to make Liverpool a fortress at home again. And he is. That's what he's doing. It's baby steps. He's, he's, it's not as fast as modern football fans want. But if this was 10, 15 years ago, I truly believe that they would give him more time uh, to really try to work his, his magic, which he, I think he is. He, he fixed the offense. Uh, and there's people saying that uh, he hasn't improved since Rodgers because Rodgers had the same thing. No, wrong, because Rodgers had Suarez. He's literally the best forward in the world. Uh, he also had a weaker opponents. Right now, there's so much money in England. Every single team is so difficult to play. Rodgers didn't have that. Uh, and he's improving the offense to to almost, I think, the front three, very minus Firmino. And, but if you put um, if you put Salah, Mane, Coutinho with uh, Aubameyang or something, we're looking at a class. We're talking about maybe top class front four. Uh, so it's the defense. Once they sort that out, Liverpool will be fine. Right now, I think Joe, Joe Gomez will be uh, – a shout for the fact that we don't know if Lovren's going to play. Ah, dude, it's looking, it's looking doubtful. We're going to see Lovren for a long time. He he removed anything that said Liverpool on his uh, social media accounts. He removed his profile pic on in, on his Instagram account. He turned off commenting. Um, so right now he's in his turtle turtle shell, man. So I don't know if he's even mentally fit to play. Uh, given the amount of abuse he's sort of gotten and being subbed out in the first half, like it really rattles, rattles players, man. Like not to get too sidetracked. Like what was, what was the point of that for Klopp? It's not like he has, you know, plenty of the defenders to cover Lovren. Um, basically you're, you're ostracizing one of the only few center backs you have. Are you telling me Klavan is better than Lovren? Yes. Lovren made those two mistakes against Tottenham, but like, who do you have that's better? No one, right? So what's the point of crucifying this guy? What's the point of embarrassing him? You know, so well, it doesn't it doesn't help Liverpool's cause. I don't I, I don't get it. I'll never get it. No, I I understand why people don't get it. For me, it's I'm I'm sort of okay with it for the fact that you made such dreadful errors. I know that if you leave him on, that people can think, oh, maybe he can come back from this. Maybe he can uh, work his way through it. But take him off at half. Take him off at half. I mean, Martial and Mata had horrendous games the other day um, against, uh, who was it, Huddersfield, and they came off at half. They should have come out in the first 10 minutes, but they came off but, at half. At the same time, maybe Klopp has that, um, that mentality of, look, we need, we need to come back right now. If, yeah. If we leave him on until half, we might go down another goal real That's quick. That's fair. That's fair. Um, and you know what? You're deleting photos. I mean, I understand the whole blocking because you may just not want to see it. You know what else helps you? Just not turning on Twitter. Don't turn on Instagram. Don't turn on Snapchat. I don't, I mean, except for, except for the podcast, I don't use that stuff. So it's just grow up. It's your job. You did bad at it to, to, to delete things. Oh, come. That's, that's teenage girl type of stuff right there. Like that's not, that's not professional 
grown ass man type of thing. You know what I mean? Fair enough. Like that, like that. Look, you did a bad job. You know what? That point got across. But at the same time, in the interviews afterwards, the press conferences, Klopp didn't really go after Lovren one hundred percent. I mean, look, he said that Matip did just as bad as him. So it's just look, he didn't go just after you. Grow up here, understand that you did a crappy job, and come back next week. And, you know, strap up the boots and get out there and do a better job. It is what it is. But I don't know if he's going to play next week where Gomez, he might be playing next to Matip with Alexander-Arnold playing on the outside. Not sure, but I believe that whether Matip and Lovren play or if it's Matip and uh, Gomez in the outs- uh, inside, I think on the right back, Gomez is going to play there at least. Cool. So he has a starting four. So we definitely got hung up on that one. My bad. <laughs> All good. Uh, selling Phil Jones. Look, I believe in De Gea, but Phil Jones in this type of game with those type of players, I see yellow cards. Uh, if you bought him three weeks ago when we suggested, you'd be banking about 0.1.2. Yeah, so it's just time to sell him. Look, you can pick him up and again. Uh, what we got? United, Spurs, Chelsea. Then you got Newcastle, Brighton, Watford. Then you got Arsenal, Man City. I would suggest picking up Phil Jones back, week, game week 17 when you face Bournemouth at home. After that, you got West Brom away, Leicester away. That's when I think the points are really going to start coming back in. Yeah. And Jones has also had a bit of an injury scare. Um, he came off the pitch against Hutters. Um, so... The, the reports say he's most likely going to be okay, but, you know, I would give it, you know, these next two games to sort of make sure he's fit and ready to go and then pick him up after. Yeah, this is um, probably the second most riskiest. Actually, this I don't know how I feel about this one, but it is definitely risky. I'm going with Harry Maguire as my risk pick for a defenseman. Uh, look, he's, he's uh, 5.1 priced. Uh, he's 7.4% owned by teams when it comes down to it Lester has a new manager um pure pool pure rather from uh, Southampton last year then you also have uh Everton they also have a new manager coming or well, they have an interim manager so this is probably the first time I don't know if there's actually any records of two teams facing each other the week of firing the managers I, this might be the first time we've ever seen this. <clears throat> and then, uh, so I don't know exactly how Harry Maguire is going to do it, but he's been outstanding for Leicester this year. I think this is the guy that can shut down Everton because Everton has been atrocious when it comes to offense. Uh, what's Everton doing right now? They are, they have seven goals on the year. You got five at home. You got two away. So, I mean, Everton is not too scary. Moving on to midfielders, and you're just talking about Willian. My, yep. as much as I love Willian, I really do. I love him. I mean, probably just as much as you because it's just look. He was he was connected with Spurs, then he was connected with Liverpool, and then out of nowhere, Chelsea take him. And it's like ah, oh, you see all the highlights. You see you watch some of his games, and it's just like this guy has his stuff. Same thing with Pedro right now. I choose Pedro uh, to be a buy. He's priced at seven. Point nine, owned by two percent of the match. Uh, sorry, two percent of the game. And who's Chelsea playing? They got Bournemouth away. Got United at home, 
And then you got West Brom, West Brom away. You got Liverpool away. Southampton, uh, sorry, Swansea, Newcastle, West, West. It goes on and on. Except for United, you play a bunch of teams that have been struggling at the back. And if this guy keeps delivering like he did with that ping, oh my goodness. Talk about clinical. Cavani, watch this guy on YouTube. My God. <laughs> yeah, when he's hot, he's hot, man. And uh, he's had a bit of a layoff for a while, injury layoff. Um, he's ready, man. He's hungry. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where it's it's not even up to him. It's up to the manager whether Conti's going to play him or not. If he no, starts, Conti him, loves him, dude. Conti loves him. Conti keeps Willie unhappy, so he plays. He sort of interchanges the two, but Conti absolutely adores Pedro. Yeah, I mean, how could you not? He does his job. He he's such a class player. He he passes. He moves. He shoots when he needs to. Scores you the goals. He doesn't say a word uh, that's negative. I mean. The guy's awesome. Every team should be happy to have a player like that. Definitely. Uh, after that, we have – oh, I have to go back to them. I hate saying that Fareed might be right. I'm going with the Watford player. And He's better. <laughs> with a keep – I mean, it's not even Rickarlison. It's actually Decor. I'm going with Decor because – Decor. Decor because he – oh, yeah, I see the accent he now. It's DeCorey because he's 5.4 rather than 6.3. Look, DeCorey only has two points less than Rickarlison, even though Rickarlison should have a lot more because of the missing. Yeah, oh, my goodness. But Watford, they're playing Stoke at home, Everton away, West Ham at home, Newcastle away. These teams, I mean, actually out of those four, you're looking at the newly promoted Newcastle that looks like the danger. The next three, we've got Stoke, Everton, West Ham. Those are teams that Watford should get points from. And if they want to be in the top eight by the end of the year, they have to get points right there. So moving on, this one kills me. This one is a <sighs> selling at midfield is the one and only, the person you've heard all year. You've heard me brag about seeing Seeing this guy at the very beginning, picking him up at 5.5 or something, he's now 5.8. The name is Pascal Gross. I mean, Damn, you're selling him? Yeah, because you, look, he, he's playing Southampton uh, at home and then playing Swansea away. Now, Southampton away has only let up two goals. And then Swansea at home. Wait, Hold up. Rewind. I think it is actually – where is – where are they? Okay, so you get Southampton, who will be going away, and then Swansea, that will be home. Southampton away is let up – Two goals. Yes. Oh, yeah, so it is two goals. And then you get Swansea at home, and it is uh, not too many, but it's – Nine goals. Yeah, but you know what, though? Swansea away – has one goal let up. So it's – it's you don't know with Swansea. These are just teams that travel well, man. That's what it yeah. comes down to. And with Brighton, I'm still iffy on them. I really am. This guy, uh, the Gross, he delivers, man. He really does. He's, he's the playmaker on this team. Uh, but you don't know about everyone else. You, if he throws that cross in there, you don't know if that person's going to be on the end of it. You know, it, you don't know if they're going to put it in the back of the net. Definitely, man. 
Definitely. Well, you know what? I mean, I just got a little distracted, but I had to throw out a Man United stat out there. Zero goals at home given up against any opponent, but we got Harry Kane coming to the to the old traffic. It's gonna be scary. But yeah, side project. Nope, don't get into it. Oh god, I was gonna say okay. Never mind. So yeah. this this is the risk of the week. This is the biggest risk of the week. Maybe the biggest risk that we've done so far. He's priced at 8.1, owned by 2.6%. His managers just got fired. He's going against another team that just ha- hired a new uh, hired a new manager. His name is Sigurdsson. This guy, speaking of Swansea, we just got off of them. They were unbelievable. So, I mean, he was he was outstanding, not only for Swansea, but for Iceland. For, um, for Iceland. Hey, this guy is, was a machine, whether it was just setting up assists, getting a few long goals, getting free kicks. I mean, this guy was outstanding. But for Everton, he has been less than stellar. 15 points on the year, which is rough. Shocking. He has zero goals and zero assists. And he's played the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven matches. And he really hasn't done much. So I'm not sure if it's the manager. I'm not sure if it's him playing up on a on a higher team. It's Maybe it's him. The maybe Sigurdsson not being the man. Maybe it's he's not getting enough support from the players around him. We could just not like Edmonton, you know. So it's just this guy. There's so many risks involved, but for a player like him, I feel like he needs to he needs to be uh, turning around sooner rather than later. I think he's going to be sooner, especially with the new manager coming in. So if the manager plays him, rather because if it's me. I don't know if I play him. Yeah, I look, actually- the biggest the biggest risk of them all when a new manager comes in is that starting eleven shakeup. Rooney and Sigurdsson have severely underperformed for this team. Now Rooney helped his case by scoring a goal last week against a difficult opponent. So I think he should be good for a start this week. Sigurdsson, on the other hand, like you said, man, fifteen points in in the eight eight or nine games he's played so far. It's it's shocking for a guy they paid uh, over thirty million to get, man. So I I don't even know if he's gonna make that starting team lineup. I this is a big risk. If you if you're gonna take that risk, make sure you factor that in. Read as much as you can this week about the news, and maybe even catch a pre-match press conference. Um, we'll definitely be catching it, or I definitely will, because I love watching that stuff. Love watching the managers playing head games. So. If you have a question about Sigurdsson, hit us up uh, anywhere, social media, email us, uh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, again, I if he plays, I really think he's going to be snapping out of it sooner rather than later. But if I was going in as a manager, I don't play him right away. I, I sit him down. If he played all these matches in a row and they have not got, uh, got all the points that they thought, there's only a few players that came in from another team this year. And you know what? They're not delivering up front. I sit him. I try to start somebody else. I try to shake it up. And uh, so you, I, you start your boy, right? Sandra Ramirez. I got to win that bet against Al. Uh, <laughs> I love it. All right. Let's keep going. <laughs> so, yeah. So, forwards. All right. The ones that seem to get all the points, the ones that everyone thinks of. The ones that really matter. Yes. And <laughs> even though that you do not like this 
striker. And even though that you're going to say I'm biased, and even though that you don't think it's even smart to think about this guy, I'm going to pick Roberto Firmino. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Yeah. So, I mean, he's priced at 8.5, 17.4% own Firmino, which is actually a lot higher than I thought. Uh, I didn't think too many people were going to have him, but at 8.5, I can see it. Look, it's all the guy. Liverpool fans from Boston. Just yeah. Messing this guy up. Look, this guy hasn't scored since game week three. Uh, when he had a goal and assist first week, goal and assist the third week, and then it's been goose eggs ever since. Uh, as I just, again, it's just a gut feeling on this guy. It really is. They're going against the Yeah. I mean, Look who, I mean, Liverpool has Huddersfield at home, West Ham away, Southampton at home. I mean, it's just one of those things where you have to feel it. And then with Mane still injured, he's a lock to start with Coutinho on the left, Salah on the right. I mean, it, with the speed and the creativity that's around him, I don't see how this guy can go much longer without scoring. Cool. Yeah, I like that shot, man. He scored, he scored a couple in uh, the Champions League. Midweek and that's seven nothing drubbing against Maribor. So if you watch him play that game, he definitely he's still got a bit of finishing about him. So yeah, at some point he's gonna pop, man. He's overdue. Yeah, and during that match, he actually left a few on the field too. Definitely, uh, I, I thought he could have had a couple more. Uh, keeper. Uh, speaking of this game, once again, we've already talked to him multiple times. You don't know what this guy's gonna do. He might be top five forward in the world. Get Harry Kane. Uh, he's priced at 12.7. He's owned by 41.8% of the game. He's putting up Zlatan numbers from last year. Look, uh, they have the most goals away from home out of all the teams uh, at well at 12. And then you got Man City at 11. And that's that's saying a lot that um, that they have more goals than Man City away because City's just been on fire. And it's mostly due to Harry Kane. Again, you brought up the fact that United hasn't let up any goals at home. And it just, I, if there's going to be a team that scores against them, it's going to be one of these two teams. It's going to be Chelsea or Spurs. And I think Spurs have been doing step by step every year, just going up a little bit more, a little bit more. I think this is the year that they beat, uh, beat United at Dude, I mean this. This is a this this is a bubble, man. They've hit that that not quite the boiling point, um, but they're definitely definitely making noise, attracting the eyes of the world. Now people are actually starting to look at them seriously. Guys like Tom, who's always complaining that, or who's always trying to make the point that they don't want any silverware, therefore they're not real. Dude, this team is capable of winning silverware. I don't know if they. They'll win the Premier League this year, but they can go far in the cup. They they can definitely make a run from the Premier League if they can keep Harry Kane healthy. It's it's scary, man. I'm I'm nervous. They pumped full past Liverpool. I know it's not saying too much. Liverpool has a leaky defense, but it the way they did it, that's what <clears throat> that's what makes me nervous. Is that they look like a team in control, a team possessed, a team who believes in themselves. And I credit that to Pochettino, man. He's he's absolutely woken those kids up. He's made them believe that they can play with the best in the world. They go to the Bernabeu, and they actually could have won. 
they could have won at the Bernabeu. It's I'm nervous. I'm nervous for Spurs coming to Old Trafford. United's kind of limping into that game as well. They're not playing very well, but hey, man, this is what the Premier League's about, right? Yeah, I mean, it's also, like you said, Spurs. This year has to be a year that they get something because I don't see this team being together. They might be together next season if they don't win anything, but two years, zero chance. Someone has to be going after that. They have to start going. And it was funny because uh, uh, I, was, <laughs> I saw a movie on TV the other day, and it reminded me of the Spurs a little bit because I was just thinking if they don't win any silverware and then Posh gets fired, but he knows, and he just takes Harry Kane with him to like PSG or something. I was thinking, I, was watching, I didn't watch it, but I started uh, Any Given Sunday with Al Pacino yeah. and Jamie Foxx. So yeah. at the end, spoiler alert, because it's like a movie from 20 years ago. But at the very end, where they both go join that other team together. Yep. So I was just seeing like PSG firing their manager, having Poch go and then bring Harry Kane with him to PSG to play with uh, Neymar and Mbappe and probably Coutinho. Yeah, that'd be crazy. Oh my God. Hopefully that comes. Uh, I wouldn't wow, mind that kid too because that'd be like, that'd be real psychic right there. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> rabbit hole. Uh, I'm going to sell Chicha. Look, the guy, I mean, he's performed like randomly. He hasn't get too many goals, but he hasn't done completely horrible. But I definitely expect him more than 30 points on the year. How many goals does he have? He has, actually, yeah, he only has three goals on the year because he got the two goals against Southampton. So he's only scored in two matches all year out of nine. So that's actually pretty horrendous for a player that I thought was going to do very well at West Ham. I wonder if there's almost actually like a, a curse at West Ham because every go to West Ham as a transfer seems to do pr- pretty bad. Well, at least in recent terms. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on over there. Yeah, and then, uh, oh, actually, if, oh, okay, so the price is, owned by 14.2%. And if we go after this real quick, uh, Palace, the Man City and the Man United game where they lost, what, 4-0 and then 5-0 or something. Uh, Palace has only let up 1.43 goals a game, if you don't count those two games. So that's not actually too bad for a team that's doing as badly as they are. I see them come to town. They, They might score. But I don't know if it's going to be Chicha, the, yeah. the, the, the points at the end of the day. Yeah, and then, yeah it's, t- it's tough with West Ham, but Village backs against the wall. They've given him two games to, to steer the ship right. I'm thinking he needs four points from those two games. So it all depends, man. Will his team show up for him? Benteke, uh, Lagrup needed Benteke to show up for him before he got fired, and uh, obviously that didn't work, so. It's time for Chicha to do a dive back. His manager's manager brought him in, gave him faith, struggled at Leverkusen, you know, uh, sort of crashed out of there. So it's time to do a dive, man. Lanzini, guys like that. Antonio can't do it on his own. That's the only dude on that team who's been a beast the last two years. Oh, not counting Payet, but he's the only dude consistently, whether he's playing right back or he's playing forward, gives us everything to this team. Kriate as well. Dick Kriate is... Uh, Kiate spirit, but he's always hurt. This, so. 
the against Palace very well might be the last time they have a chance at three points for two months when game week 18 comes because you have Palace away, which seems okay, but then you have Liverpool, Watford, who's been hot, Leicester with the new managers, so you don't well you don't know how they're going to react. Everton with a new manager, so you don't know who the, how they're going to react. Got Man City, Chelsea, Arsenal. So if Leicester and Everton like change their ways with the new managers, and then if Watford keep doing what they do, you're looking at three points maybe at Palace, and then maybe eight games later you got Stoke. That's <laughs> so crazy. I don't see Billich lasting much longer. At, at uh, West Ham, and that's too bad because I really like him as a manager. Yeah, he's the man. He's the man. But yeah, he's been given a fresh shot, man. If they fire Billich, that's one of those guys that won't be, you know, on the on the air, sort of, sort of berating the the board and the management and stuff because they've given him plenty of money. They've given him plenty of games. They even gave him a two match warning publicly to let you know to let us know that look, they they're doing all they can do to keep this club stable, but. Yeah, man, Slavin might have lost the locker room. He might have lost, you know, his message impacting the boys. Yeah, you know, I, again, it, it just comes down to the transfers that they brought in because once they lost Pyatt, they brought in Snodgrass, Anatovic, Chicha. All these players seem to be, like, great – like, good players that brought in. But they, they just gotta, haven't they gotta, formed at all. Yeah, they got to uh, pay the uh, manager off. Yeah, Jose Font, Joey Hart. I mean – if you look at paper, I mean, if you're playing FIFA and you want like a mid-table team, these are great pickups. Yeah, definitely. I mean, in real life, though, it's been crap. Definitely. Uh, I feel bad. For so, anyways, uh, risk pick for strikers. Last pick of the day, we got Gabby from uh, from Southampton. Gabby Adini. Yeah, I can't say his name, so I was going to leave it. <laughs> Gabby, I thought you were talking about Jesus. Yeah. Gabby Adini. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Gabby Adini. Okay. I just need you to sound it out for me. So, <laughs> so, look, I mean, Southampton haven't been performing really. Where are they at? They are actually the 10th, so they're not doing too poor, but they only have eight goals on the season. So, again, nine goals. They've only let up nine goals, which is really One good. One goal a game. Yeah. yeah. That's the second best uh, – Besides Newcastle, who has eight, and Burnley has nine. So the second best outside the top three. So that's still very good by Southampton. But again, by only scoring eight goals, I mean, that's ugh, that's like the third best. Oh, sorry, third worst in the league. Uh, who do they have coming up? We got Brighton away, Burnley at home. They got Liverpool away, Everton home. Uh, with these, eh, I'm not really too keen, but... Uh, again, Brighton, we don't know. Uh, I, I just I just see Brighton letting up a goal. You don't know who's going to get it. But Gabby, he does special things when Southampton needs. They need these points, especially against Burnley. That's at home. That's a, that's a must. Not a must-win game, but that would definitely be huge for Southampton to win that game. And then, um, again, Gabby, one, two, is three goals on the year. Has only scored in two games all year. You know what? I think it's time for my shout-out of last year to come back on the team, to get that starting role back, the one and only Charlie Austin. 
He plays yeah. 21 minutes here, 10 minutes here, 19 minutes here, 7, 4, 8, 9, and he still has one goal on this season. <laughs> like, this is insane. You love this Play guy. the guy. My God. I he mean, it's a healthy play. He's just constantly broken. But you know what, though? He's been back. He's been on the bench. I mean, he, he's playing. He's only He played seven minutes, four minutes, eight minutes, nine minutes, the last four matches. I mean, he's he's getting garbage time. Put him in the game. Let him see what he uh, see what he can do. I mean, he he won you multiple games in the past. Give him give him some respect and play him. I don't care how much Gabby costs you, or I don't even know how much Gabby costs. I forget it was something low actually. But bring Austin on the field. He will score. He he does. That's what he does. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Let's move to captain. Tied up on that one. <laughs> okay. Jeez. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, man. I. It's so hard to go against Harry Kane right now because of the form he's in. Uh, I don't – you want to go first? I'm still yeah. deciding. I'm going to go first on this. Captain has to be, for me, a Man City player going against West Brom, <clears throat> which historically is a good defensive team, but – this is Man City. Man City firing on all cylinders. I'm going to say Captain Raheem Sterling. He didn't play in the last Premier League game. I think he played in the Carabao Cup. But um, he's, he's, he's rested. He's basically played only one game this week, whereas Gabby Azus, Aguero have played two for themselves. So I would Captain Sterling this week. Okay. Uh, this, But you know what? The guy has been top five. Most informed player in the league. I'm going with Salah, Liverpool. You got Huddersfield at home. Look, this is not – yeah, this is a must-win. This is a must-win for Liverpool because you cannot be falling behind anymore. They're in, what, ninth place right now, and they're taking the, the recipe of what uh, United did last year. All they're doing is drawing. They have three wins, four draws, and two, uh, two losses. That's not a top team right there. That's that's the record of a mid-table team. Hence, they're in ninth. But they're only three points off top five, top four. This has to be a win against Huddersfield. You cannot draw again. And if there's going to be someone that gets the goal, it's probably going to be Salah. I dig it. I dig it. That's a good shot. All right. That wraps it up for uh, Premier League Fantasy Soccer Talk from Match Day 9. Uh, hosted by the Podcast FC show, guys, Tiki and Huss. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter with highlights of all the top games in the world. Shows up right to your inbox. You don't have to go chasing it all over the place. Um, also, thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting the show, telling your friends, telling your mama. Please, please, please give us an iTunes review if you have a chance to. Those things go a long way. And it helps us keep producing this kind of content for you. So please, I say it again, go to iTunes, go to your, your podcast app, um, and just uh, give us a quick little five-star and keep it moving. We definitely appreciate it. Huss, anything else? Uh, no, seriously, just to add on to what you said, uh, we've been making huge strides in numbers in the last week or two. Like, just keep, just keep pushing the show. Thanks for all the likes. Thanks for all the downloads because it's, it's a pleasure. Because honestly, because we put so much work into this and it takes so much time. I consider this another job. I consider it a part-time job that 
we get well we have to actually pay for <laughs> yeah uh, it, it's a hobby but it's something that takes so much time ask the girlfriend yeah well, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're, we're trying to go pro in this right so yeah. we definitely appreciate your guys support uh we definitely appreciate you guys listening so keep throwing us likes keep throwing us downloads um we love you guys man and keep working at this fantasy stuff we're gonna crack it with you yeah if you can if you can share it yourself on your own profile that'd be huge yeah that'd be sweet all right guys thanks for listening Peace.